unveiling the secrets A-list copywriters use to make themselves and their clients millions. This is the Copywriters Podcast with your host, the world's greatest copywriting coach, David Garfinkel. All right, copywriters, welcome back to the Copywriters Podcast with your host, the world's greatest copywriting coach, David Garfinkel. David, how are you doing today? I'm good, Nathan. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. And last week you teased we were going to be talking about muscle memory. So I'm excited to get into what this involves because it sounds like it's going to make copywriting a little bit easier for me. So I'm going to, I'm going to hand it off to you and, and uh, we'll just jump into it. Okay. So Nathan, this podcast is exactly for people like you in the sense that you're already writing copy. Maybe you're good at it. So you are already, but you want to get better and you want to know how, and you want to know what to do what not to do. And when you know what to do, you want to know how to do it. I mean, this is, this is, this is a real question. It's not a bunch of words. And you know, the, the problem for a lot of people is they just want to get better at copywriting at quote unquote copywriting, whatever that means. So old saying inch by inch, life's a cinch yard by yard, life's hard. And nobody but a fool would honestly claim that copywriting is a cinch. There's some work to it. But the way a lot of people go about learning it and the way a lot of people go about trying to improve it, they make it harder than they need to. And today we'll look at all the things people do that are just too hard, things that take longer than they need to. And we'll look at what's faster and easier and works so much better. And now here's something that works like a charm. Copy is powerful. You're responsible for how you use what you hear in this podcast. And most of the time, common sense is all you need. But if you make extreme claims and if you're writing copy in highly regulated industries like health and finance and business opportunity, you may want to get a legal review after you write and before you start using your copy. My larger clients do this all the time. So Nathan, here's the big idea about getting better. It's called muscle memory for copywriters. And I will explain this over the course of the calls. It's hard to explain in a sentence, but the end result of muscle memory is unconscious competence. That means you just know what to do without knowing how you do it. And often, often I'd say without even really being able to explain it. I mean, for example, let me give you an example. Have you ever come to an expert in any field with a problem? you have, and you've racked your brain for hours, maybe even days to solve it. Maybe you've tried to figure out ways. You've tried a lot of different things. And you you come to this expert and asking them a question is kind of like dropping a coin in a jukebox. (laughs) There's this clicking and worrying as the record lines up with the needle. Then the expert kind of lights up and gives you a perfect answer with the steps in the right order in a way that you can completely understand and instantly believe, and then you try it and it works. Ever happen? Oh, it happens frequently because I like to surround myself with people way smarter than myself. Okay, good. So you know this experience. Now, a big part of this is knowing which expert to go to in the first place, and I think you're good at finding experts and uh, getting them to want to talk to you. But what, from the expert's point of view, what is it that the expert did how did the expert get there to the point where they would you know be able to give you the answer to that kind of question as easily as bending over and tying their shoe you know what 
what's behind it. And what I would say is behind it is muscle memory. Now, I'm using the word muscle memory a little um, a little loosely here in the sense that I'm not saying that the brain is a muscle, okay? And But, you know, if, like, tying your shoe, say, you can do that without thinking. Well, no, you said tying your shoe is particularly hard for you, but most people. But, but like, walking, walking up the steps, walking down the steps, you do it without thinking about it. You do it just about perfectly 99.99% of the time. Now, there might be times when you slip, but, you know, or there might be times when you, you know, do it a little less than perfectly, but most of the time you do it perfectly without thinking. Why is that? It's muscle memory. It's the result of having done something enough times so that it it gets wired into your nervous system and your muscles and you no longer have to think about it, okay? Now, I would say I have found, I've discovered most top copywriters, all the ones I know, have this kind of muscle memory. It's just that most of them don't realize it. I've never heard anyone else talk about this before. Not because it's taboo or secret or shameful or anything. It's just a lack of awareness. Uh, I think if I did talk to some of these people after a while, I think they'd, they'd agree. Yeah, I didn't even know I did that. But I see this all the time with other A-listers I know and I talk to. Uh, so then the question is, how do you get there? And I think what most people do is going to make them take a lot longer to get there than they need to. But these are still good things to do. But if you totally depend on them and you don't do the other thing I'm going to share today, I think it's going to make it a lot harder and, and take a lot longer. So let me let me talk about three ways that people try to get better at copywriting. We're we're not talking about the brand new beginner newbie never done anything. We're talking about someone who's eventually gotten to a point where they can write copy. Maybe they've sold some of their own products or they've done some client work. They want to get better. So what do people do? I'd say there's three approaches. First one is just read everything, study everything, learn everything. You know, buy all the books, read scientific advertising 20 times, read breakthrough copywriting five times, collect all the old out-of-print books, read, read, read. So you learn a lot of facts and principles. You know, this, you, you can be the life of a party by talking about John E. Kennedy, you know, sitting in the saloon on North Michigan Avenue in Chicago in 1904 and having the bellman send up a message to Claude Hopper, to Albert Lasker. Okay, you get the point, right? So it's great, but the problem with this, if this is all you do, is you don't get one minute of experience writing actual copy. That's, so that's, that's way one. Way two is to handwrite sales letters. Find sales letters that work. That's easy these days. There are books, you know, the 100 Greatest Sales Letters. You can find all kinds of stuff online for free. Um, and, you know, if you actually print it out onto paper and then handwrite it out, this is good. It's, it's better to do this, I think, than to type it. It's better to type it than to just read the letters. But however you do this, and you might think this is the muscle memory part, 
It's kind of, but that's not what I'm referring to. Doing this will help you internalize the structure of winning sales letters. And so you get a sense of the words and the phrases that work. But depending on this by itself would be like hand copying roadmaps to learn the terrain. I mean, you do in a way, but only in your mind. It's not like actually walking the terrain because there's no substitute for actually getting out in the terrain and traveling it. So again, just handwriting sales letters is not the whole ball of wax. And then the third thing is to just do it. You know, just start writing ads. You know, the hell with what anyone else says. The hell with what anyone else has done. You're a natural. You're just going to go out and do it. And um, talk about learning through failure. There's no better way to learn through failure than this. It can be very expensive and take a long time. But, you know, there's nothing like it was your own money that, and you just pissed a lot of it away on one day because you thought this is a great idea for an ad and you went in totally fovist, total natural, total just good sense of your your instincts and didn't work. You learn pretty fast that way. But if that's all you do without taking advantage of years of other people's experience about what works and what doesn't work, I would call that willful ignorance. It's both expensive in terms of time and money. It takes a long time to work. And I, I really don't think it's a great idea to get clients to pay you uh, to figure out, you know, which way is right, which way is left, which way is up, which way is down. So that's if you're a copywriter for hire, not so good either. Now, bottom line with these approaches, if you do just one of them, that's not going to work. And reading without doing anything else, that'll turn you into a human library. Handwriting other people's letters without doing anything else will turn you into a parrot of other people's copy. And that's putting it about as kindly as I can. Writing copy without learning from what others have written will turn you into <laughs> a very poor, frustrated person. So not, not a good idea to do just one thing. But if you do all three together, they'll work. They'll take you to a certain point, but then you'll plateau and a tremendous amount of work. So what works better than first, you know, do all three, read and study, but don't just read books, find copy that works, read it, tear it apart, figure out how they do what they do, especially what's working and what, and, and, you know, figure out why handwrite sales letters, do it regularly. No, it's not fun, but here's what's great about it. It, it will help you internalize the rhythm and the language of copywriting that works and the structure. And again, this is not enough, but it's an important part of the process. And just doing it, just keep writing copy. So that's all work. But here's the muscle memory part. More important, work methodically and with a lot of focus on just one skill at a time rather than quote-unquote copywriting as a whole, just one skill with focus, with repetition, with variety, and especially with as much objectivity as you can. You know, uh, if you work on something and it's crappy, don't identify with it being crappy. Don't say, well, if it's crappy, I'm crappy. Just but say, that's, that's not as good as it can be. Okay, I need to work on that some more. So this is a muscle memory technique. I call it the muscle memory copywriting technique. And, and this is what works better, especially in combination with these 
other three things, which are read and study, handwrite sales letters, and, and just write ads. So it, it involves zeroing in. And, you know, there are a lot of little pieces of copy that are important that you could uh, choose to focus on. One could be headlines. One could be storytelling. One could be writing concisely. One could be bullets. One could be subheads. One could be creating offers. And I'm sure you can come up with a lot more. So there there are three ways to go uh, to do this, because how are you going to pick which skill to work on when? I've got three different ways. To, to do that. Before we talk about that, let's look at why this one skill at a time approach is so good. I want to take a moment to point out how vitally important headlines are in copy. As you may already know, the strength of your headline accounts for up to 80 or even 90% of the effectiveness of your ad. Think about that. What if there were a way to shortcut the headline writing process and start a new headline based on a proven winner? Well, there is. It's all in my book called Advertising Headlines That Make You Rich. This book is available now on Amazon.com. Advertising Headlines That Make You Rich. What's unique about this book is it shows you exactly how to adapt a proven winner to your product or service. Because I show you 10 adaptations for each headline in different niches and explain the psychology of how to adapt a headline. Advertising headlines that make you rich in hard copy and Kindle formats on Amazon. Now, back to our show. I mean, sure, there's the obvious thing. If you work on writing, let's say, headlines better, you're going to be better at writing headlines. But there are are sort of two more neuroscience ways. This isn't real technical, though. Like, one is it, it builds muscle memory. As you practice doing it right, thinking a certain way, you become good at it and you don't have to think about it as much. So it builds muscle when next time you do it. So it builds muscle memory and it builds new neural pathways. So like 12 months of one month, say every day, 10 minutes, 30 minutes on each skill is a lot better than 12 months of just hand copying sales letters uh, because you'll have these discrete skills internalized. And because you're building new neural pathways, they'll be connected to each other, even below the threshold of consciousness. I'm sure you've seen this. Maybe you've even experienced this, right, Nathan? I mean, have, have you ever seen somebody who you give them a few facts and boom, 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 they just come out with some copy or a structure, or maybe a client came to you and they say, I have this problem. And you ask some questions and you go, okay, well, we could take this approach and you don't need to you know, go back to your computer or think about it for a while. When I first started, that was never the case. But now that I've been doing it for five, six years now, um, it more and more frequently is the case. But without having all of that uh, repetition and, and doing it multiple times and, and going through, um, I, I don't think that uh, the foundational stuff that you're, that you're talking about, I don't think that you can get to that point without first having it. Yeah. And so a lot of people, including me, myself, will did not like break it down into little pieces, but there was a lot of repetition. You write a lot of stuff. You try a lot of stuff. You dream up a lot of stuff. You do different versions of a lot of stuff. What I'm trying to do is sort of jumpstart it a little bit, uh, prime it a little bit by getting you to focus on the individual pieces uh, to accelerate the repetition without uh, driving into the ground. So... A lot of times, especially as an entrepreneur or as a business owner, we're told, 
focus on the stuff that you're good at and delegate out the stuff that you're not good at. But as a copywriter, we don't really copyright in piecemeal or team copywriting. We don't say, I'll write the bullets and you write the headline. Uh, Maybe some people do, but that's not been my experience for most copywriters. As a copywriter, we're all going to have our weakest parts. We're all going to have our strongest parts. When it comes to muscle memory and when it comes to your approach at this, where should you start? Where should you put your focus at? Your weakest point or your strongest point? Or is there is it not a, a A or B answer? No, it, it's, a, it's a good question. The, the answer is, I don't know. It's probably going to be what's most comfortable. Um, you know, I mean, in some cases, you want to lead with your strength. In some cases, you want to shore up your weaknesses. And in some cases, you might want to just you know, go down the structure of the sales letter. I mean, there, there are three ways to do this. So the first one would be just imagine a sales letter. It has a headline at the top, then it has a lead, then it has a story, then it has bullets and so forth. Offer, you could just start at the top, just start working on headlines for a month, say, then start working on leads and start working on stories. I mean, that's one way to do it. The, the second way is the way you were asking about starting with your weakest skill. Work on that for a month, then your next weakest skill. You know, um, earlier this week, I was talking about this muscle memory approach with one of my mentoring clients, a guy named Matt Mason, works at Agora Financial as a copywriter. And Matt told me he likes the start with your weakest skill, especially since he comes from a musical family. His father was a high school band director for 41 years, and the muscle memory technique, muscle memory copywriting technique set was similar to what he learned about practicing music. As he was growing up, he said, when you're working on a piece of music and you're having trouble with a particular section, you don't fix the problem by playing the whole piece again and again from start to finish. You zero in on the problem section and practice that part over and over until it becomes second nature. So Matt told me he was looking forward to um, using this muscle memory technique. And and by the way, just to be clear, we usually keep everything in a mentoring session strictly confidential, even something as innocuous as that. But nevertheless, I got Matt's written permission to share this part of our conversation with you. So anyway, um, the approach Matt resonated with was approach number two, uh, work on your weakest possibility, but there's another one you should look at too, and that's to start in your strongest skill, build on your strengths. There's some logic behind this one. If you're already good at something, you can get better at it, really good. It might give you a competitive advantage. So this is something you have to decide. So I want to know what it looks like. Let's say you tried number two, your weakest skill. And let's say your weakest skill was headlines. Okay, so you might find a sales letter that's already working, and then you might rewrite the headline a few different ways, and then you might find headline templates, like in my book, Advertising Headlines That Make You Rich, and try adapting a few templates that fit and rewrite the same headline for that piece. And then maybe you could take the headlines that you've come up with for this exercise and see if you can refine them, make them a little more muscular, a little more attention-getting. You might find headlines from similar promotions to the one that you're using for your exercise and see if you can adapt those headlines. So you're, you're, it's not a linear thing. This, this is not like you know practicing scales on a musical instrument or just hand copying a letter from start to finish. This is about looking for lots of different ways to improve the skill. And that 
that's what the creative process and, and reality is often like anyway, not the improvement part, but just say, okay, hmm, wonder, wonder where I could get a headline idea and maybe start watching TV or start reading other sales letters, start reading a book, you just sit there and brainstorm, all kinds of things. So um, that, that's, the, that's the way I would approach here. But, you know, Nathan, it, it really doesn't matter which approach you take. You could take the start at the top of sales letter, starting through weakest skills, starting through strongest one. Here, here's why it doesn't matter. The good thing is that when you're doing this, you have a plan and you have some momentum in a definite direction. And just that by itself helps. It helps you get rid of overwhelm like, oh shit, I've got to get good at 15 copywriting skills at once. And, and instead it's, okay, I've got this plan to work on all 15 copywriting skills and Maybe you take two weeks in each one. Maybe you take a month. Maybe take three weeks. But I've got this plan. Here it is. Here it's on my calendar. This is what I'm going to work on today. I'm not going to work on anything else. And of course, you find as you start to get good at one, you almost automatically get good at some of the others. So you you get the momentum. And all of this will build up your confidence. And, you know, a well-founded sense of confidence seems to close more business than anything else, actually. Mm -hmm. So are there any additional benefits to this besides just the skills development and the confidence gain? Yeah, I mean, it's like what musicians call getting it under your fingers. It's it's like it's like it starts to copy starts to come alive inside you in your mind and uh it, it's often not limited to to the particular skill or area you you've covered it. it. It just opens up your imagination in some interesting ways. One thing I'm going to add to this is uh, I know that when I first started writing copy, the most difficult part of it was going through and editing it, making sure that my, that all of my sentences were a single idea sentence, making sure that I was referring to you and your more than me and I and our, making sure that I was using theirs instead of there is all of these little techniques for for editing i used to have to consciously go back and through the sales letter spend half the time do go you know working on editing and now as i've been doing this most of those edits happen on the fly uh same thing with structuring sales letters most of it happens on the fly now um but just like you said with and I'm working on my, on tying my shoes. It's a it's a touchy subject. I wish you could bring it up on the podcast, but uh, I know that okay. um, <laughs> I'm just played. Um, but I know that it, it is it, doing it over and over again has led it to where most of the stuff just starts to become second nature. Sure. I mean, one way to look at it is the more muscle memory you have on any particular thing, like in your case, all of the little edits. Your sort of, we call it your edit filter, your edit sieve. The, the more you have that in muscle memory, the more bandwidth you open up for other stuff, whether it's creativity or whether it's you know focusing on on the sales energy of the copy, what whatever it is. So the the more of these things you can get into muscle memory, uh, the the less energy it's going to take for you to do the same level of copy and the more free energy you'll have to, to add things to make it even better. So as, as your weakest things become stronger, 
uh, you have more energy for the, I I guess it's just kind of like a self-perpetuating loop. The better you get at it, the better you get at it. Yes. It's truly the only perpetual motion machine ever discovered. Nice. So I had an idea for an upcoming episode. When you were talking about this, you were talking about if you're having trouble with your headlines, check out um, advertising headlines. That'll make you rich. Or if you're having trouble with your bullets, there's resources out there for bullets. One thing that uh, I don't think we've covered on this show is swiping. Maybe we could do an episode in the future about how to collect swipe files, how to ethically swipe, how to avoid blatant copying, and uh, how to qualify things for your swipe file. What do you think about that? I think that sounds really good. I'd like to do that. Okay, so that won't be next episode. What will be next episode? Well, next episode is a dangerous myth about college and grad school. Okay. I can't wait to hear that one. All right, David, another fantastic episode, man. I really appreciate it. Listeners, if you want more, head on over to thecopywriterspodcast.com and we will catch you later. See you next time. Before we go, a quick question. Would you like to have me as a guest on your podcast? Let me give you an easy way to contact me about that. We've put up a form on garfinkelmedia.com, and it won't take much more than a minute to fill it out. So if you'd like to have me on your show, just go to garfinkelmedia.com and fill out the form. That's garfinkelmedia.com. Thanks, and see you next time on the Copywriters Podcast.